You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch podcast. It's Monday, November 8th. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. Portland's real estate reputation is improving nationally. We discuss rental aid distribution nationally. And also, where's the rise in evictions that were feared from the end of the mandates? HFO's podcasts are sponsored by Gantry Incorporated, the country's largest independent mortgage banking firm focused exclusively on commercial real estate. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. According to a recent U.S. Census Bureau data release, total spending on residential construction in September fell 0.4% from a month earlier, dropping to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $773.5 billion. That's the second month in a row the total has dipped. Still, on a year-over-year basis, spending by private developers increased 19.3%. That total has also increased almost 25% year-to-date compared to a year ago. Single-family and multifamily construction spending dropped to $412.7 billion and just a little over $100 billion, respectively. In September, at a seasonally adjusted annual rate, single-family construction dipped 0.6% and multifamily spending declined 0.3% from the previous month. But they are up over 30% and 10% respectively from a year ago. Analysts attributed the declines to a rising cost of labor materials, supply chain issues, and challenges of finding labor. How are people rating the Portland real estate market nationally? Portland is back on top, sort of. Each year, the Urban Land Institute and national accounting and consulting firm, PwC, conduct a detailed analysis of the country's biggest real estate markets and publish a closely watched report called Emerging Trends in Real Estate. The forecast for 2022 drew on 1,200 surveys and 930 interviews from developers, brokers, and investors across the country. Portland's rating of the category of overall real estate prospects bounced back this year. Portland had declined from the third most desirable market in the nation to 66th out of 80 American cities. This year, Portland climbed back up into the top 50. That's right, we're number 49. For the second year in a row, Austin, Nashville, and Raleigh-Durham held the top three spots. Like Portland, Seattle also saw its fortunes rise, but more strongly, it went from 34th to 9th. For all the bad press Portland has received, Portland still has net migration and housing prices are moving up fast like other parts of the country. A different report released earlier this month found reasons for cautious optimism. Portland rents remain high, meaning people want to be here. And although vacancies are a little high, but on their way down, there's relatively little new construction in Portland. One other interesting side note from the report was Lake Oswego, where prices are higher than downtown Portland for the first time since 2015. The price per square foot in Portland's central business district was $36.82. The price in Lake Oswego is $37. Portland's definitely doing better than it was a year ago, but there's an increasing demand for tenants in the urban core looking to relocate, and it's making some of the surrounding areas perform astonishingly well. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how rental aid distribution has been going in Oregon and Washington. How's it doing nationally? The National Apartment Association and National Multifamily Housing Council recently reviewed U.S. Treasury data and found that less than 25% of the rental housing assistance set aside to help renters and property owners for losses during the pandemic have been distributed. Over the course of the pandemic, housing providers across the country have gone above and beyond to help and support residents dealing with financial challenges, from payment plans, wave fees, changes to lease terms, and support in finding and securing rental assistance. Housing providers have been deeply creative and innovative to keep their residents safely and securely housed. However, after a year and a half of the pandemic-related losses, the nation's housing providers and residents continue to face serious challenges meeting their financial obligations. Residents are struggling to pay their rent and property owners always had to continue paying their taxes 
mortgages, payrolls, insurance costs, and more. Housing providers across the country are facing untold millions of dollars in rental arrears. Accordingly, it is critical that rental assistance funds are distributed quickly and efficiently as possible. What I found really interesting from the study was a couple of improvements suggested to lawmakers. One, reject the addition of counterproductive eviction memorandum provisions. Two, direct grantees to allow housing providers to apply on behalf of residents under a notification of safe harbor. And allow ERAP to reimburse rental property owners without qualification on properties where renters have moved out. Without action to improve distribution of ERAP and increase participation in the program, renters are faced with an amounting debt cliff. While rental property owners move closer to foreclosure, bankruptcy, or for sale of the property, putting the overall stability of the rental housing market and the broader real estate market in peril. Where is the rise in evictions that were supposed to come from the end of the mandates that everybody feared? When the federal moratorium on evictions ended in August, many feared that hundreds of thousands of tenants would be soon out on the streets. More than six weeks later, it still hasn't happened. Instead, a more modest uptick in evictions reflects how renter protections at the city and state level still remain in parts of the country. Landlords, meanwhile, say that the risk of an eviction epidemic was always overstated and that most building owners have been willing to work with their cash-strapped tenants. Both groups also think that the federal rental assistance, slow to get off the ground earlier this year, is now helping prevent many new eviction filings. Eviction filings in courts were up 8.7% in September from August. According to the Eviction Lab, a research initiative at Princeton University that tracks filings filings in more than 30 cities. But the rate is still low compared to historic basis. And at just under 37,000 filings nationally, it is roughly half the average September pre-pandemic. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. One of our latest interviews features Blake Herring of Gantry Incorporated giving a multifamily lending update. Also, meet our new director of operations, Jennifer Like. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Department Investor blog available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.